It has been prophesized by history and the founding fathers that one day Americans are going to have to fight our tyrants. But unfortunately, our tyrants never do their own fighting. Throughout history, you'll notice that tyrants use others to enforce their tyranny on their behalf. Every dictator in history, from Saddam Hussein to Pol Pot to Robert Mugabe to that World War II guy with the funny mustache, that's Hitler, to the socialist and communist governments that tyrannize the people in countries from the time there have been socialist and communist governments. All tyrants and dictators required people to implement, expand, enforce, and fortify their tyranny. Yeah, most governments have eventually gotten around to using their militaries to enforce their dictates. However, the first people they always used was the police within their country. Police represent the first layer of force from government. Where it takes time to mobilize militaries, police are already there. They're already in place. Whether in villages, towns, cities, states, or countries, they generally all have police forces in place. So the first people government dictates to enforce their dictates that anyone will listen to are the police. Imagine a government making a law that everyone must ask permission to eat food. No one would listen to that. However, if it's backed up by the threat of force, some may initially follow that law. But let's get real. Imagine a government telling everyone they must pay 50% of their money as a tax to the government. No one would do it if government did not have the tools to enforce that 50% taxation. If there was no threat of violence from guns and the confiscation of your property, few would pay those taxes. Think about nearly all dictators their rise to power. No, forget that. Let's cut to the chase and go directly to the epitome of dictators. H. Guy, Hitler. He was the height of all dictators. He was what all dictators dreamed of being. Hitler was dictator number one in the 20th century. Admittedly, he didn't directly cause the most deaths based on his direction. Hell, Mao Zedong would be the king. Chairman Mao was credited with up to 78 million deaths. This was through his industrialization program, slavery, labor camps, and eventually the starvation of a large swath of the Chinese population. But Hitler, he had nothing on Mao, unless you consider the fact that he sparked a world war. World War II is credited with more than 80 million dead but that is for all theaters, including those in which Germany was not even involved, such as the Pacific Theater, where Hitler and his forces were not fighting. I get it. But we're going to focus on Germany itself. Think about the average run-of-the-mill police officers. Before the actual Nazi party took over policing, there were hundreds of thousands of German police throughout the country. They were amongst the first people to physically support the Nazi government as it came to power. They were there when the Nazis began to change the rules. It was their job to enforce the laws that the Nazis came up with. Certainly, many of these police recognized that the Nazis were wrong, but enough of them supported the Nazi laws anyway. Many police were witness to the attacks on non-Caucasians, on the handicapped, on those who dissented against the Nazis, those who opposed the government, and yes, many police would eventually witness the theft of Jewish property, and they would witness the attacks against the Jews in general. All across the country, many of them would witness many Jews being loaded up into trucks and trains, never to be seen again. 
and those police did nothing. And this was for the same reason that police under all dictators do nothing. The German police came to work, followed orders, shut their mouths, collected their paychecks, and even when distasteful or sadistic, they did what their governments dictated them to do. After all, they as police had families to support, house mortgages, and cars to pay for. But in all these dictatorships, we cannot merely ignore that the police had the tools and the weapons to support liberty and freedom. They had firearms and training. They could have put up a fight. The police in these dictatorships had the information they needed to recognize that their governments were becoming dangerous. And yes, it's easy for me to look back on history and point this out in hindsight. But I do it for a reason. I do it because here in America today, these are revolutionary times. Today in the United States, we have nearly 4 million police around the country at the local, state, and federal levels. And there are parallels. Governments within the United States are becoming tyrannical, and modern police have all the information that they need to recognize it. And they could be part of stopping the developing tyranny. But they aren't standing up to the impending threat. Many police and police departments are instead allowing themselves to be used as tools of America's tyrants. As an example, modern police in America are being used to build the surveillance state against the average American citizen. Police departments throughout the country are attempting to track cell phones with cellular phone tower simulators. These are generally called stingrays. These tower simulators inform government of what phones are in an area. Once a stingray is in an area of your phone, your phone thinks it's a legitimate cell tower and sends a ping to let the tower know that you're there. And the police department gets the log of the phone numbers and general location of the phones that try to ping it. Police departments are also attempting to build networks of license plate readers, both mobile on police cars and static on traffic signal lights throughout cities. Imagine that as your car drives through an intersection, license plate readers read your plate number. They create a record that you've driven through that intersection on that date and at that time. You don't care? But imagine that the more license plate readers and the more cell tower simulators that are in your town, the more clear record of what you are doing is created by the government. But why does it matter? It's only your city's record. No. Your city will give access to your county, who will then give access to the state. And then because the state and the federal government have cooperation agreements, the federal government could have access to your private information. Why would a government feel the need to know where innocent private citizens are at? But this is all counter to liberty, and it is definitely counter to the spirit and intent of the Bill of Rights. It is a clear violation of the Fourth Amendment right to privacy. Left to police departments, they would want to be able to have a record of everywhere a vehicle travels within a city, at any time, of any day. And the only way they can do that legally is not through tracking devices on every single car, that's ridiculous, but through passively capturing license plate numbers into databases. They would then be able to search a license plate number in that database and bring up records of when and where they've captured that license plate in the past. They would be able to compare that with their records of cell phone numbers that were collected in any particular area at any given time. Technology is making it easier to catalog and attract individuals specifically, and it is also making it easier to be a tyrant in general. This is exactly what every tyrant that ever lived wanted the ability to do. Back to Germany, 
The German police had to be content with having checkpoints throughout cities and towns. They manually had to write names in the books. They manually had to have people there to check IDs. That is manpower intensive stuff. But what they didn't have is a searchability. It wasn't as simple as typing a name or a number and identifying all locations an individual has been to. For the Nazis, tracking an individual required significant research and time. But today, our police have computers, Wi-Fi, and the internet. What they are doing is creating and establishing the surveillance state that the federal government wanted to do but couldn't. And just as in the past, modern police and modern departments will allow themselves to be used by tyrannical governments. But these are not the only way modern police are used to violate citizens' rights. Let's just think of the majestic police dog. Now I feel the need to note that everyone loves dogs and dogs are man's best friend yada yada yada. But a police dog is either good or bad based upon the officer using it. The Germans used German shepherds to control their population. They were used to terrify people into doing what the police wanted. They searched out people, and we all know how that goes. But American police also use dogs to control the population. They search for drugs, money, and humans just the same. And obviously, they use them to control the populations. Think of all the images of police using dogs to attack civil rights protesters during the American Civil Rights Movement. The people were calm. The dogs were jumping up and biting them. The police allowed the dogs to do it. The dogs were just tools. It was people that determined how they'd be used. So in today's America, say you get pulled over for speeding. The police decide that they want to search your car for drugs. They ask if they can search your car. You tell them, hell no. That's your right. Easy, right? The police will defend your constitutional rights. They will accept that you've denied their request and move on. Right? Wrong. They will attempt to find a way around the Constitution and around your rights. And they'll do it with a canine. Police will walk a dog around your car, use a supposed alert of the dog to give themselves probable cause to search your vehicle. The canine officer will tug on a leash or squeeze the dog's toy, stop walking, look at the dog, and the dog will look at him, sit, thinking he has to sit to get his toy. That sit will be identified as the alert and the cops will be searching your car. Now that search doesn't put drugs in your car, although it gives a corrupt cop an opportunity to do so. But if they don't find anything 99 times out of 100 searches, no harm, no foul for them. But hey, at least they got to violate your rights. But let's look a bit closer at this. If the dog alerts to your car and your car was searched by police, if nothing was found, doesn't that automatically mean that your Fourth Amendment right to privacy was violated? That is exactly what that means. Now, there are strategies we as Americans can and must do to protect our rights from police and, by extension, from government. If we care about our freedoms, we must look at American law enforcement as a likely tool used to minimize our rights and take appropriate actions to counter it. Let's just take my dog example. Every police canine should have its own police record. Every time that dog is used to establish probable cause for a search, that should be logged by its dispatch and logged by the dog's record. Every single usage. If a dog creates probable cause and is used to search a vehicle or the property of someone and drugs are not found, it means that the search was unwarranted. After so many violations, 
This dog should be removed from service, never to be used again as a police dog, ever. After all, it was only because of a dog that magically an unwarranted search was made legal. However, the outcome of this search was that an infringement against an innocent person's rights occurred, and that dog was wrong, or that dog handler suggested the dog alerted, and he was wrong, or I'll accept that the dog is in need of retraining. But how many times will we let this occur? People can't magically give up their rights because a dog suggested that they might have drugs in their car. Police have an important job when it comes to protecting the rights of Americans. They even take an oath to the Constitution. It is unfortunate that Americans must recognize when government attempts to seize the rights of Americans that it's the police who will lead the way. Recall when corrupt government determined that they must shut down business for COVID. They forced the closure of businesses like restaurants, bars, shoe stores, and gyms. It was the police that visited these locations and threatened people, arrested anyone who they needed to, all in order to force compliance. The police were the tools of tyrants during COVID. Even as government closed down churches, it was police who physically closed and ended services. Police affected freedom of religion along with freedom of speech. Most governments have no power without police. Now, I'm not suggesting that all police are tyrants. I personally know many who are not. They are patriots willing and likely to fight anyone for their own constitutional rights for sure. And many will likely quit if told to violate their oaths to the Constitution. What I am saying, however, is that the function of policing is universally required to be used as a tool of tyranny by a government who wants to be tyrannical. If there were no police to enforce governmental tyranny, it becomes harder for tyrants to tyrannize. As I said in the beginning of this episode, one day Americans will have to fight their tyrants. That tyrant will be the federal government. American police will have a decision to make, either with the Constitution or with the government. Police will not be able to use the excuse that they were just following orders. And if you're a police officer, those are words that should never come out of your mouth because those are the words that many a Nazi used to explain their behavior. There will be two sides, unfortunately, for the Constitution or against the Constitution. You're either with us or you're against us. All right. My name is Kali. This was supposed to be a short and sweet little episode. Thank you for stopping by this upcoming American Revolution podcast and allowing me to get this off my mind. Subscribe if you want to be notified of any future episodes.